0: entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way
1: to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. I'm Marty Wolf, and along with my sidekick, Carrie Carney. And our producer, Tom Jenkins, we are going to do our best to inform, educate, and inspire you. I like to say those words slower this time at the beginning of the year. To inform, educate, and inspire you, our audience of entrepreneurs and small business owners. What we set out to do is to give you insightful information you can use to build your business and your career. Well, here it is, guys. Our first show in 2015. And we are proud to say that we've been doing this show for over two and a half years. Thank you for putting up with me. I appreciate it. Thank
2: you for putting up with me and giving me somewhere to go. (laughs) And Tom, thanks for producing all these wonderful shows. I am shows. trying to come up with some really smart Alec comment here, <laughs> you, and I, I can't come up with anything other than the fact that, you, you, thank you for the education. You've got time,
1: in, but you have to come up with the smart-aleck answer in segment one. Okay. Okay? <laughs> all right.
2: That connects to gratitude. <laughs> okay.
1: So today, we wanted to give you a review of some trends that became apparent in 2014, and we wanted to talk to you about what you could look forward to in 2015. I know of no better person to help us with that than my friend Scott McCain. Scott travels the world talking with businesses of all sizes, and he shares some great insights with us. And this is not the normal trends thing of businesses that already uh, you already heard about. He's going to give us some really cool insights. But to support, in addition to that, Carrie and Tom, to support our conversation with Scott, we found a really neat article in Inc. Magazine, and the title of the article is How Small Business Owners Really Feel About the Future. Once again, it's from Inc. Magazine, and the author of this article is Lee Buchanan, and Lee is spelled L-E-I-G-H, Lee Buchanan, who, by the way, is the editor-at-large at at Inc. Magazine. Here's what that article is all about. It starts with, With entrepreneurship hotter than ever, Inc. 5,000 business owners are betting on a very strong 2015. And she asks, Who wants to argue with optimism? I mean, after all, guys, entrepreneurs are pretty optimistic uh, by nature. But uh, Lee Buchanan in this article says that the entrepreneurs are almost giddy about the future so so i like that and um what this is based on her article is based on is the second annual state of small business survey obviously from Inc. magazine and things are good i mean and she's she's interviewed a lot of people and one ceo out of chicago says it would take something pretty significant to inhibit the growth we've been experiencing. In other words, things were good in 2014, and we're looking really strong in 2015. So this is a lot of numbers, Carrie, and so I'm going to try to avoid getting too deep into those numbers. But one of the first things that uh, Lee Buchanan talks about is the percentage of respondents who describe themselves as, quote, very confident about the economy's prospects over the next 12 months has almost tripled. Now, we're talking about the economy's prospects. And there's we want to do a little distinction about that, and that'll come up in a, in a minute. So there, people are feeling really good about the economy and what that looks like. Also, I want to make sure that it's very clear that this information is um, – comes from, again, Inc. 5000, universe of America's fastest-growing companies. That's an important point, Carrie, mm-hmm. because fastest-growing would be translated, I guess, successful. Right, Tom? <laughs> so we want to look at—it's just not entrepreneurs
2: across the board. These are the fastest-growing companies. Right, absolutely. Like uh, anything technology, I would see, could be a very fast-growing company, especially with the, the new year coming up.
1: Exactly right, Tom. And actually, we're going to talk about that and technology and how that's kind of influencing our thoughts and, and, and stuff like that. Now, there are just as upbeat about the growth and what they see, the positive things they see with their own companies. And a lot of these companies, Carrie, are in in fact going to invest in headcount and new products and services and capital improvements. And they just things, they're going to hire. Things are going to be really, really great. And yes, uh, as we've pointed out, that this has a lot to do, I guess, with the state of the overall economy. Things are
2: good, man. And she brings up a point in that area where she talks about – Banks are a little bit more positive than they were, say, in 2013, um, up over almost uh, 20% uh, that they will be willing to lend money. Yeah. to entrepreneurs yeah unemployment is uh, at a six-year low the stock market
1: I think recently hit its it's high yes. right it's just mm-hmm. it's going crazy right and uh, availability of credit Gary, to, to validate your point is also there now does this uh, are entrepreneurs and small business owners are they living
2: in some kind of uh, La La Land? (laughs) No, they still have some pretty heavy uh, burdens that they're thinking about. Uh, And she says in the first paragraph, it kind of comes down to the political uh, landscape, regulatory issues and healthcare, yeah, they say there's
1: lots of room uh, room for improvement, and they're pointing their finger right at Washington D.C. Yeah, right. Yes, yes, To those kinds of things and regulations from the EPA and OSHA, and things are really stringent. I mean, there are several uh, entrepreneurs in this article that says, "Hey, it's it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher to to do business. It's just it's very challenging to do business in in uh, in the United States, and it's affecting things across the board. But here's the Good news, more good news, that even in this uncertainty of what's going on in Washington and what's going on all over the place, guess what? Entrepreneurs have learned to adapt. They have such a strong belief in what they're doing, in their own ability to get it done. And, you know, Zig Ziglar said it in a certain way, and I won't quote it exactly, but his belief and most entrepreneurs' belief is that your economy is right between your own two years you create your future mm-hmm. you think of
2: it that way and so that's great news i now, love talking to entrepreneurs because they always bring hope wherever they go yeah, and that they, is what's awesome about it the, the optimism you have to be so optimistic to even think of starting your own company you yeah. can do it. It's the little train story. I can do it. I can <laughs> yep. do it. I yep. can do it. Yep. Now, they are
1: certainly, as we've already said, health care, uh, Affordable Care Act is definitely on their radar. They're still worried about that. Um, they see it the most. A lot of entrepreneurs see it uh, as the bane to the economy. Um, but. You know, once again, they've adapted. I guess the good news is that they understand it now, where initially they just simply didn't understand it. Um, so, you know, um, in terms of health care related to, again, as we said, Tom, these are successful businesses. A lot of these people regarding the ACA already supply health care, already provide it to their employers. Now, remember, these are the successful companies. So there's a clue in that. They also talked about, in this survey, immigration. We're going to pick it up in our final segment after we listen to Scott McCain. We're going to pick up uh, immigration. That's certainly talked a lot about. But, Tom, let's go back to what you mentioned earlier, tech companies. And tech companies are really kind of influencing our general thought process on immigration. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to go to our interview with Scott McCain. We're going to talk about trends that he saw in 2014 and what he sees coming in 2015 on the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.
0: Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.
1: Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures, as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes. With my I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com a no obligation 30 minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30 minutes with my marketing coach.com right now and apply some real
2: world experience to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570 570- 815-1626 or log on to com.
0: Presenting the thought leaders of today, it's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf.
1: Welcome back to the Business Builders Show. <laughs> Uh, You know what? We're we're having fun just talking about this interview, let alone what the interview is going to be like. I have Mr. Scott McCain on the line with us. Hi, Scott.
3: Marty, it's great to be back. Thank you so much.
1: You know what? Probably people already know who you are through this show, but I'm going to go through a little bit of a formal introduction. Scott McCain has been recognized by Social Media Marketing Magazine as one of the 50 most influential marketing authors on Twitter. He's a popular keynote speaker on creating organizational distinction and delivering the ultimate customer experience. Scott McCain is chairman of the Distinction Institute, and he's written several great books. We're going to, through this conversation, I hope, talk a lot about his latest book, which is Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry by Scott McCain. Again, Scott, welcome back, man.
3: Man, it's always great to be with you, Marty. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. And what a year it's been, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's been been fascinating. And there's been an awful lot of things going on around business. And I I know you're talking about these topics because you talk about distinction. And so let's talk about things that happened in 2014. And something that you bring up often is something called showrooming.
3: Tell me about showrooming. Well, for retailers, it it really is the biggest thing that happened uh, in 2014. It it, uh, it didn't start in 2014, but it became a lot more popular and a lot more front of mind uh, during the past year. Showrooming is when I go in a bricks-and-mortar store, and I pick up the merchandise, I look at it, and I, I I think about buying it. And I pull out my iPhone or my Android, and I see how much the price is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I may be standing in your store and ordering it from an online Retailer like Amazon or or, you know somebody else, Mm -hmm. and have it delivered, and then I I, basically what I'm using your store that you have such a capital investment for is as a showroom Mm. that I can pick up the product and sample it. But then I I, I go with a retailer that may have or may not have, but often has a cheaper price because they don't have the overhead of of supporting and maintaining, you know, all the employees that it takes on the floor and and, and all of the overhead that Indy bricks and mortar store would provide.
1: Yeah. And, 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 you know, to add to that, so you're in the same store, which I guess a plus would be if you're in that store, you could take it home. Now these online uh, retailers are, guess what? They're delivering at the same day, right? It's making
3: it even worse. Oh, yeah. You're exactly right, Marty. And, and, and you know, it's, it's not only online retailers, uh, in, in what we think of as Amazon and other online retailers. You know, Google is doing some, some same-day delivery as right. well in, in, in certain targeted markets. Yeah. Uh, it's a service that they want to provide. So, uh, you know, it, it's pretty amazing. And in, in, in one of my books, I wrote that, you know, my, my favorite cologne – uh, I used to have to drive to Nordstrom here in uh, Indianapolis where I live part of the time to get it. Well, now with with a click on my iPhone, it's shipped to me by you know by FedEx from Hong Kong, and two days later it's on my doorstep. Wow! So do I want to drive to the mall and fight the holiday traffic and and all that, and and or, or do I want to spend two dollars less? Yes, and have it on my doorstep from Hong Kong. And so, what what we learn from showrooming and what the research is showing us right now is that the whole difference is about the customer experience. If if I'm not waited on when I come into your store, if it's not friendly, if the people that work for you aren't helpful, if the product isn't stocked, then then why wouldn't I save a couple of bucks by going to an online retailer? Wow. But some of the latest research shows that, that most consumers are willing to spend 20% more to buy it from someone that they know, like, and trust.
2: Mm. Mm.
3: And so the whole difference is, what kind of experience are you creating for your customers, and is it compelling enough uh, to, to, to make them want to buy from you as opposed to just use your store as a showroom?
1: You know, uh, Scott, you mentioned it. I think it was in the Create Distinction book, and you talked about the fact that uh, you presented to a group of, geez, I think they're a, a, a body shop uh, convention, uh, guys who do uh-huh. uh, work in body shops. And I hope I get this right. And, and you presented them, and you said, well, why did they go into that business? They're good at repairing cars, but what are they not so good at?
3: Yeah, taking care of customers. They, they got into the car business because they're car people, not because they're customers. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, I appreciate you mentioning that, Marty. I, it, it was really a, an aha moment for me because I, I thought about businesses in the small town where I grew up in. You know, and the guy that ran the little local body shop, he was a car guy. And and there was a little local sporting goods store about a guy that was a jock in high school and played college sure. ball. And sure. he wanted to be around sports, right? So that's where you bought your uniform. And they all had trouble keeping their businesses going. And it wasn't because they didn't know what they were doing, you know, in terms of sporting goods or, or fixing cars. It's that it was hard to be their customer. You know, they didn't know how to take care of yeah, customers.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and it's, a, it's a critical challenge that, that, that businesses of all sizes are facing.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're going to make a strong recommendation to get moving in the right direction is to buy Scott McCain's two books, Create Distinction <laughs> and The Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry. You know, uh, Scott... Uh, Carrie is sitting here chopping at the bit, wanting to say something. So let's bring Carrie Carney into the interview here. Scott, I've noticed
2: I've noticed a, a real head scratcher in the showrooming uh, scenario we talked about. Uh, a phone company that I won't say the three letters of their names, but there's an ampersand in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> they'll offer more inviting discounts online, so they're almost cannibalizing intentionally their own business pulling away from the brick and mortars because you can get a better deal online.
3: Yeah, and, and I don't understand that. I mean, <laughs> I, I wrote an e-book called uh, uh, Digging Wells or Building Fences, and it's it's on Amazon. It's just an ebook for retailers about showrooming. And, and that was one of the things that I said is, that, you know, you need to have consistent pricing. You might offer a special to bring people into the stores. You might offer a very limited-time special. If there's something on your website that you're trying to drive traffic to, but to consistently have a better price, you know, one of the keys to behavior, I believe, was was written by my buddy, Dr. Michael LaBeouf. He wrote a book called GMP, which is Greatest Management Principle. And the greatest management principle sounds so simple at the beginning, but it's so powerful. And It's simply behavior rewarded is behavior repeated. So if I reward people, as you're saying, of staying out of the stores and going online, all of a sudden I'm going to end up with a bunch of empty stores. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or I don't understand why they're spending millions upon millions of dollars. You've seen the commercials where the people go in and talk to a little dark little gal that so you know handles all their questions so coolly. Mm-hmm. Well, you're spending millions of dollars about people coming in your store, but then when it comes to the real world, you're giving we customers an incentive not to go. I mean, it makes no sense at all to me, and it's, so it, how in the world, do you, you know, part of what you've got to do is to have some consistency, and and the other thing is, how do I build loyalty mm-hmm. in, if it's an online experience? Mm-hmm. Zappos does a fabulous yes, job, yes. but you can't suggest to me, because I've been on their website, and the company that, that you're bringing up in question, their website ain't Zappos, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. on the phone sure isn't Zappos, so... Unless you're Zappos or unless you're delivering that level of experience, it's beyond me why you would want to drive people to exclude your brick-and-mortar store.
1: Wow. This this is confusing stuff. Now, let me jump into, um, you know, to kind of keep moving along here. Uh, what what role is mobile phones, smartphones paying, uh, playing in all of this? You kind of alluded to it, but let's get
3: specifically a uh, role of yeah, mobile. It, it, it's totally changing the nature of sales. Um I, I mentioned before, last time I was on the show, Marty, I, I mentioned that I do some work for BMW over in Europe, and the CEO of BMW for the United Kingdom was telling me that about six years ago, the average customer would make six dealership business before making a purchase decision. Now, that means they would go in, they'd drive a BMW, and then they'd go over and drive a Mercedes, and then maybe they'd go drive an Audi, and they were, you know, had a few questions because, I mean, for most of us, a car is the second biggest purchase. second can only do a house that we make. Mm-hmm. They. Just just about six years later, today the average number is one point six. Wow, wow! Just to the dealership, and the reason is because I don't need to go to the dealership to get information. Mm-hmm. I can pull out my iPhone and I, I know what the wheelbase is. I can I can read reviews from the leading car magazines. Mm-hmm. I, I have I have as much information. I mean, there are some sites I can go on, and I can see what the dealers paid for the
1: car. Yes, I mean, yes. I,
3: I walk in that dealership now. And in many situations, I've got as much information as the guy or gal that works
1: As there. the dealer himself has, right? Or the salesperson yeah.
3: has. It's kind of scary, right? For yeah, them, it at it least. Is. And so <laughs> mobile access, I think, is totally changing the nature of what sales is. Yes, Because sales, part of what we can do in, in sales previously is if I'm like the, the salesperson that I, I have at BMW here in, in, in the United States, he won the award for, they, they do like a quiz bowl kind of thing. You know, a quiz, who has the most product knowledge? And this guy won the award, nationally, like the top five product knowledge of any BMW salespeople in America.
1: Well, Scott, with that thought, hold that. We're talking about things, trends in 2014. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we're looking for in 2015. We'll be right back on the Business Builder Show.
0: Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.
1: Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures, as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com a no-obligation 30-minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com right now and apply some real-world experience to your web presence.
4: The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. driver of the cab that's going to be mine jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line, and shouts, are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? <laughs> said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> this is scott mccain the lessons i learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book seven tenets of taxi terry how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience no matter your position or the size of the organization where you work you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons this new book is available on amazon.com and wherever business books are sold if a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience You can, too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the seven tenets of Taxi Terry.
0: Informing, educating, and encouraging.
1: The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Welcome back to the Business Builder Show. Um, Boy, we're having fun with Mr. Scott McCain. I want to give a shout-out to Scott's latest book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry by Mr. Scott McCain. I kind of left you in the lurch a little bit there, but uh, I think you can bring it back because we want to talk about uh, what it looks like or what's your viewpoint or what's going to happen in 2015. And one of those things is customer connectivity. And I kind of cut you off. Maybe you can connect that to the BMW story.
3: Oh, absolutely, Marty. And that's kind of where it was going is that, that, you know, here's this guy who's won awards nationally for knowing more about the product, and all of a sudden... I can go online and I can walk in, I can hold up my iPhone and and I've got all the info right in front of me. I don't need him to tell me that. And so part of what he's realized that he's got to do is to have more customer connectivity than he's ever had before. And I think that's one of the main trends that we're going to see in 2015. Uh, Thursday of last week, I got a note from him in the mail, handwritten note, said happy anniversary on the front of it. Mm. I thought, it's not my anniversary, but I opened it up. It was the anniversary when I bought my last car. Hmm and he said you may not realize that today is your anniversary and i just wanted to say thank you for buying the car you know like and and how cool is that you know it, it, it was a real eye opener it, it was the anniversary of, of, of when we did our last you know business together yes. well that that connected me more with him. Now it's not a dealership. Now it's not a, you know, it's Carl. And so, Mm. you know, do do I buy a BMW from Dryer and Reinbold in Indianapolis? No, I I buy from Carl. You know, and so that's part of what we've got to get to is that connectivity with a customer that transcends transactions.
1: Yeah, well, this is uh, customer in terms of customer experience, uh, and 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 I think it was John Naismith. I think I'm saying his name right, not John Nas. Bet I'm not. I'm not sure. You'll you'll help me with that. But he talked about the fact of more high tech is uh, just as important to have a high touch. Is that kind of what you're talking about in terms of you know yeah. those connections?
3: Oh, you're exactly right, Marty. Uh, Nesbit said it in his book many years ago called Megatrans. and it's the more that we become high tech, the more that we will require high touch and and people really didn't appreciate that I think as much as they should when it was first said but now we're seeing that come true mm. in that that's what's really missing in so many of our in so many of our dealings and and the interesting thing is even as you look at the studies of millennials and their purchasing patterns even when they purchase online if they need help they have the same desire to talk to mm. a person And connect with a person as baby boomers, and so for all of the difference in terms of generations, what we find is when we need help, we want to talk to somebody. Well, why not put those systems in place earlier in the process so there's a connectivity with a customer? Because you know we only become loyal to things that we're connected to. Mm -hmm. Why would I be loyal to your business unless I feel a connection? Mm -hmm. And if that's not there, then we're going to see less retention and less loyalty. That we saw in 2014.
1: Well, in 2015, so I guess that leads us to, you know, if that's the case, and I believe 100% what you said, that we need to really educate our, our teams and our workforce and provide training. I mean, that sounds like it's critically important for 2015. Would you agree?
3: I would agree. That That is one of the trends I think that we're going to see more of in 2015 is a greater dependence and a greater emphasis on training and education. Because what we're finding is that these, these, you know, 70% was the last number that I saw. 70% of frontline people cannot tell you why the company they work for or the store they're working in is a better alternative for the customer than the competition. Wow. Well, if your own people aren't sold, if your own people aren't educated on your advantages, how in the world would you expect them to transmit that to the customer? And so what we've got to do in 2015, more than ever before, is not only to train, which is, you know, preparing people for a repetitive function, mm-hmm. you train them how to use the cash register, or you train them out, you know, when it's something that we want done the same way every time. But I think you educate them in terms of customer service, mm-hmm. you educate them in terms of because that requires more discretion, more discernment, more wisdom and And what what I believe is that we're going to discover in two thousand and fifteen is that the information age is dead. Mm. It, it's dead. Um, the agricultural age didn't end because we ran out of farms. Mm. The industrial age didn't end because we ran out of factories. What happened was that the farms became so productive that it freed us to do other things. Factories became so productive, it enabled us to do other things. Now, information is so overwhelming to us mm-hmm. that that age is ending, and we're moving into the insight age. Inside. The age where people insight, where people who can bring us insights and ideas and and wisdom are going to excel, while those who are still just bringing information to the forefront are those that are going to drop by the wayside.
1: Wow. Insights. I First time I'm hearing that right here on the Business Builder Show with Scott McCain. I, I'm loving that.
3: That's new, buddy. I'm unveiling that here. That's, that's what I'm working on. That's, that's the program I'm working on. Yeah, well. And, and, and So, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, why do people listen to your show? Well, yes, there's information, but they're listening more for that aha factor, where, where you say or one of your guests says something that makes them go, Oh well, wow! I've never thought of it in that way before. Hmm. It doesn't mean that they didn't have the information. What it means is there's a different twist, a different perspective, a different idea, mm. and, and that's you know. If you, when I was in school, we were taught the great inventors. We were taught about Edison and then Fulton and the steamboat and Eli with the with a gotten shit. Now what are they being taught? Well, Steve Jobs didn't invent the computer. He had the insights possible to make it more usable. Mm. And, and and so the people that we're learning about now aren't necessarily the people who invented the original technology. It's the people that have the insights about how we might apply it or use it to greater benefit. Mm. And so insight is is going to be the key in in the coming year and years i believe to truly add value to to the marketplace.
2: Kerry has a question. Follow question. Scott, and going off of uh, I love the book by Simon Sinek Start with Why. Do yeah, you yeah. think these actions are bringing us back more to the why which equals a belief in what your company believes in and that's how they're yeah. using the technology the how and what the action and results.
3: That's a great question, and I, I think you're exactly right. And I, I think it's pretty easy to see the companies that do that and the companies that don't. Mm. I mean, isn't it, isn't it interesting if you if you took the list that, that Forbes does of the best companies to work for? and laid it down next to the Fortune 500, you'd see a lot of congruence. Mm-hmm. We call this a clue. Mm. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you, yep. you treat your people right, you have a good corporate culture, and your business grows. Mm. And, and so part of what I think we're going to be seeing more and more gets back to that, You know, not what do we do, but why do we do what we do? Yeah. What do we stand for? What won't we stand for? Yeah. And and you know it's it's a hell of a lot easier to change your strategy than it is to change your culture. Oh yeah. And and so establishing that culture. It, 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 that, that that from that, that's the foundation of insight. Well, from that springs how we help people and how we help our our customers and our employees.
1: Scott, believe it or not, we're down to our last minute. I'm amazed. Actually, down to about 40 seconds or so. Um, your Distinction Institute. How do people learn more about that?
3: Just go to distinctioninstitute.com. We have a, a, a very highly interactive program there on how to create distinction in your marketplace, what it takes to stand out and move up in your marketplace, And a new program that's going online as a part of that same membership is intensive training on how to deliver the ultimate customer experience. So that's available for folks, and all you need to do is go to Distinction Institute, and there's specials that we're running right now. And so there's no obligation. You can just do it for a month and see if you like it. And and, uh, we're hearing that it's a great value, and I I hope it is for your listeners, Marty.
1: Scott McCain, you've been great, as always. I thank you so much. And it's Scott, M-C-K-A-I-N. Thanks for being on the Business
3: Builder Show. Always a thrill, Marty. Thanks so much. Thanks, Gary. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Presenting the thought
0: leaders of today. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.
1: Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures, as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com a no-obligation 30-minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com right now and apply some real-world experience
2: to your web presence. For your next regional or national meeting, are you looking for a professional facilitator to keep things on track so your meeting meets the objectives? Have you assembled a group of subject matter experts for a panel and you need a moderator who is skilled in keeping the conversation focused on what really matters? Do you want a speaker for your next meeting who will engage the audience in a way that makes the meeting fun and memorable? Marty Wolf of The Business Builder Show is available for your next important event. You can contact him at... 570-815-1626. 570-815-1626. Marty has facilitated hundreds of meetings in all kinds of settings. He has interviewed hundreds of CEOs, authors, professional speakers, and thought leaders from many different industries. Planning an important meeting? Want to feel confident you will achieve the results you planned for? Then call Marty Wolf at 570 570- 815-1626 or log on to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com
0: Presenting the thought leaders of today. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.
2: Welcome back to the
1: Business Builder Show. The information age is dead. That should have gotten some people's attention. Scott McCain has some very powerful words. Yes. (laughs) I know. It stopped me in my tracks. Mm -hmm. And I said, even said, well, whoa. And so what did he say? The insight age is here. Wow. Go to distinctioninstitute.com right now and start learning from Scott McCain. And by the way, keep listening to the Business Builder Show. Okay. We got to pick up where we left off in segment four. We had uh, Scott and where we left off. We were talking about immigration. And let's come back to, you know, what are we what are we referring to here? We are referring to an article in Inc. Magazine by Lee Buchanan. The title of the article is How Small Business Owners Really Feel About the Future. You want to learn more about this? Go to com. Look up Lee Buchanan. Her first name is spelled L-E-I-G-H. Buchanan. Okay. And what's this survey, Carrie? It's the Inc. 5000...
2: Uh, uh, companies, right? That's who they surveyed. The Inc. Five thousand, the universe they use is a five thousand of America's fastest growing companies. Very good
1: point. Immigration, tech companies, not surprisingly, expressed greater interest in the skilled, educated, and entrepreneurial folks. In other words. More than 40% of the respondents were in favor of more visas for skilled workers. Tom, at the very first segment, you said, "Hmm, this is going to impact some tech businesses." And yeah, these these tech companies, they want this talent, right? So they're all in favor of more visas. Okay. It makes sense Absolutely. if you're in Silicon Valley. However not so fast, my not friend. So fast. <laughs> not
2: so fast, my friend. There is somebody here, Carol, you have it in front of you. Yeah, a gentleman is? named Chase Norlin. And and I like this thought process. He's a large company in San Francisco, Transmosis, and he said if there's two million unemployed people in California and another fifty million plus in America as a whole, you're telling me that 5% of our population, is it can't be employed, that there's good people out there already. So that's just a different look on immigration. We have great people available for those jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's
1: pretty, he's it's a pretty strong statement. He says, hey, there's people out there that need and want this work. You know, uh, my question is, why aren't they applying, though? I guess that's a subject for another show i suppose well he is right. down there the miles <laughs> right. the, the
2: extra miles you may be in pennsylvania yeah so a whole other show right tom that we'll have to kind of go with yeah immigration is <laughs> maybe even not this show but <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe we'll turn
1: that over to somebody else yeah. so back to the whole thesis here that entrepreneurs are really confident about uh, 2015 although they're uh, somewhat cautious and they kind of get annoyed i guess sometimes when people say hey things are looking real rosy But also in this article, Lee Buchanan talks about, well, what about the state of entrepreneurship itself? Now, if we looked at entrepreneurship through the lens of the TV lens of watching Shark Tank, um, everything looks pretty good. You go in there and you get three million people seeing your idea things look really cool right um
2: and there's lots of incubators out there accelerators business plan competition you know so things like you're saying look really rosy yeah here's
1: a point she makes though but the glamour is not evenly distributed Glamour, meaning the tech companies and the Silicon Valley, they get they get all the press. They get all this, uh, all the information, all the articles, all, all these wildly successful entrepreneurs, which were not overnight successes, by the way. But what? she is saying and what the respondents to the survey are saying, uh, once again, not so fast. You know, Uh, there's an awful lot going on out there. We'll call it blue collar. I want to hear people talking more about manufacturing, man. Yes. That's what I want to hear people talking about. You know, we're gas producing, oil producing. We've got natural resources in the United States of America to fuel our manufacturing plants. I want people talking about that, man. I want entrepreneurs going there, but... We have some concerns. Uh, Let me read this, Carrie, so that I, I actually get this absolutely right. She says here, Business starts have been declining since 1978. And in the past few years, the rate of business failures has, for the first time, exceeded the rate of starts. There's more failures than there are startups. Hmm. Why is that? Why is that? She gives us some information here. Well, maybe part of it is, is that, you know, you just feel like you can't raise the money. Maybe that's part of it. You know, you say, I want to climb this mountain, but you're at the base of that mountain. You say, whoa, I have to raise money. I have to put my family in danger. I, I don't have a clear idea. I don't have a vision for my future. I don't have all those kinds of reasons. Right. I got a big student debt. I got a, I got a big student debt. Great point, Kerry. Great point. It's overwhelming to a lot of people, right? But another big part that's very important in our so-called information age, which is coming to an end, as Scott pointed out, is that the big players, Kerry and Tom, they can swoop in and make a big and fast impact on the Internet in any way they want. Why? Because they got the money. They got the money to scavenge whatever they want. They They got the money. So... Here's another quote right out of the article. But the competition to reach customers is quite fierce, and large businesses can swoop in and conquer a market more quickly than ever. So here's the question. If you're a small business, what are you going to do? How are you going to compete against that? Well, I think Scott McCain gave you the answer. I think he gave us the answer, didn't he? Let's let's come up with some new insights. Let's How do you become more distinctive? How do you be... Well, first of all, you have to have that good, that excellent mousetrap. I'll call mm-hmm. it that. You have the great idea. You've got to have some um, information. You've got to have content, right? But you've got to find a way to be distinctive. And if you have that product or service, then the other question is, how do you tell people about it? It's a challenge. I don't have the answer right here. If I did, I'd be selling that sucker. You know, Tom. Mm-hmm.
2: I'd be. I'd have that for sale. Yeah, because it's kind of flip flop. It's easy. It's the cost of starting a business has never been lower. But it's harder to be a successful business.
1: Yeah, for the reasons we've just pointed out. Once again, I'm going to give another plug to Scott McCain's Distinction Institute. He can give you some really great information. But these entrepreneurs that we're talking about, these business people, guess what? They're they're doing well. They're they've got uh, a lot of. Um, excitement going into 2015. They're gonna hire more, they're going to, they, they, they feel like banks are can give them money, they're going to expand, they're looking at international markets. Everything is looking really, really good. So, you know, from that standpoint, um, things are really great. If I can add my own two cents away from the article, gentlemen, if, do you will, it. if you'll do allow it. me to do that. If you're a, an entrepreneur, if you're, well, let me back up. If you're an employee, Be an intrapreneur. That's the right word, right, Carrie?
2: Right, right.
1: Be take on a project in your company and be a leader within your company. Build a community within your own company and within your actual community. Next point, a suggestion I have in terms of building your own business is build a respectful online presence. If you are shown with the beer can in your hand all the time, it's going to be hard to be considered... um, A professional. 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 If you're a startup, I suggest you look at the company that you're working for right now as a potential company that you can work for. Do a project for them. If you say, hey, look, I I think I can do this as good or better than you. I'd like to do a startup. Sometimes they become your business partner. And I suggest that you get coaches and mentors all along the path. That same idea, think of Zingerman's. They never left Ann Arbor. Never left Ann Arbor. So, okay. What did you learn today? How can you use it? Who will you share this information with? Your executive group, your sales team, your manager, your CEO? You know, you can get this right on iTunes, Tom. Mm-hmm. You can listen anytime. You can share this with anybody you want on iTunes. Send them to our website, which is MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. And if you're a small business and you don't want to be one of those business failure statistics, I'm going to say it again. Go to Scott com, And, of course, keep listening to The Business Builder Show. Next week, Carrie Carney will be interviewing a successful business coach. Why will you find this interesting? Because the International Coaching Federation has found that companies with a coaching culture perform better than average. Please join us. Some really great information from a real business coach. Thanks for listening to the Business Builder Show. I'm Marty Wolf. Have a great week.
0: Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.
1: Marty Wolf here. I want to introduce you to my newest sponsor, Live Mercury. As you know, I put a premium on real-world experience. That's why, when I decided to upgrade my web presence, I sat down with Live Mercury, a digital agency that specializes in taking a strategic approach to success online. Every one of their strategy experts has extensive experience starting new ventures, as well as working with existing businesses to achieve success. My new site just launched, and I'd love to know what you think. But I also have a very special offer for the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com. I've asked Live Mercury to give the first 10 listeners who go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com a no-obligation 30-minute review of your website with the Live Mercury website strategy expert. Go to 30minuteswithmymarketingcoach.com right now and apply some real-world experience to your web presence.
4: The greatest customer experience I've ever encountered originated in an unlikely location. However, it created a story that's gone viral on YouTube and has been heard in person by over a million people. driver of the cab that's going to be mine jumps out of his cab, points at me in the front of the line, and shouts, are you ready for the best cab ride of your life? said, I'm Taxi Terry. Great, I got the motivational cab driver. <laughs> This is Scott McCain. The lessons I learned from that amazing cab driver form the basis of my new book, Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry, how every employee can create and deliver the ultimate customer experience. No matter your position or the size of the organization where you work, you can grow your business and create distinction with these seven lessons. This new book is available on Amazon.com and wherever business books are sold. If a cab driver can deliver the ultimate customer experience, you can too. Discover the tenets to distinctive success in the Seven Tenets of Taxi Terry.